Well, hey, and welcome to another edition of Retire Smarter. Walter Storholt here with you alongside the great team at True Wealth Design. Of course, joining us all the time. He has been for uh, several years at this point. You know him best as Kevin Krosky. I don't know what they would know you otherwise as Kevin Krosky. I guess just Kevin Krosky is what we always call you. We, we've never given you a good nickname here on the show. Maybe after 110 episodes, we should we should finally turn the corner and do that. Uh, egghead seems to be the appropriate one, but that also that's kind well, of weird, so. it. Also has a bit of a dual meaning, I guess. Being a ball guy, my my I think my head shape isn't exactly egg like, but. I think we could have a little fun with that. I have thick skin. I'm but good with that wall. You do well, have thick skin. So you're, you're wasn't all right there a coupon Krosky mentioned like a few episodes right. ago? Yeah. I don't know. Moving right, <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> Egghead cu- coupon. Okay, that's a good yeah. debate. Do you guys do yeah. coupon or coupon? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was arguing I, with this about Connie the other day, and she makes fun of me for saying coupon, but I'm like, I've said that my whole life, so I don't know. But a yeah. coupon is the right way to say it, apparently. I don't know if I'm the best one to ask, Walt. My wife says I make up words all the time. So, <laughs> Oh, well, uh, you, you and I might be related in the distant life then, Tyler. I feel like I'm the same. I'm the exact same way. That and sayings. I'll mishmash sayings all the time. That's sort of my, my thing. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you heard his voice as well, Tyler Emmerich here. How are you doing, Tyler? Good to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Hanging in there, Walt. Glad to be here. Fantastic. Well, uh, both are certified financial planners, of course. True Wealth Design, serving you throughout Northeast Ohio, Southwest Florida, and Greater Pittsburgh area. Those are the locations where they have presences in uh, in person, of course. But you can reach out from wherever you are at truewealthdesign.com if you have questions about putting together a plan or something you hear about on the show. And speaking of the show... Let's dive into it this week, guys. I'm here, uh, excited to hear you go back and forth on this. A little bit of a revisit to an episode from three years ago, back on episode 31. We had a great discussion uh, with Kevin, a little bit about a tax-smart retirement distribution plan, the details of that. And it sounds like, Kevin, this is particularly important as we approach the end of the year. So as this episode releases in sort of early to mid-November, good time to bring this back up, especially since it's been a couple of years. Yeah, you got it. These, um, I would say the three core things we do year in and year out for the clients that we serve, you know, we're doing their their financial life planning, really more the kind of the big picture stuff where we're looking out, you know, not just over the next year or two, but really over, you know, what we think their, their lifetime is going to be making sure that we're not only measuring what that lifestyle is going to cost them, you know, aligning their investments, coordinating any sort of pension or social security claiming strategies and, and surely, you know, being tax smart with all the things that we're doing. Um, but then, you know, we need to go ahead and, and look at the investment planning continually. Literally, we're looking at portfolios every week. And this year is a good example of that with the volatility we've had, all the tax loss harvesting that we've been able to do and, and make some of our fourth quarter tax planning and what we call our tax and investment review planning that we're doing right now and, and tying it all together. And those tax loss harvesting that we've been doing consistently throughout the year um, are going to pay some dividends now. So, you know, that the planning, the investing, and the tax planning and prep are the kind of the three core things that we do year in and year out for clients. And certainly we we do a lot more as clients need it, but those are the kind of the three core things. It's like going to the doctor and getting your checkup every year, getting your labs done, things along those lines. But those are the things that we do. And when we come into this fourth quarter, you know, this is really where we're kind of looking at and saying, hey, you know, this is what we expected you're going to be spending this year. Here's how much actually came out of the accounts. You know, here's kind of our income target, which we will get into a little bit more here. But here's, you know, what we were targeting in income. Here's where we're at. And, you know, how are we going to kind of, 
you know, fill up that income target and, you know, what are we going to do to kind of execute the tax strategy that we have for the year? And then we look out for next year too. So we're kind of setting that stage, you know, where are we going to pull our, our dollars from, you know, uh, what sort of inflection points are we reaching, whether it's Medicare or Social Security, you know, maybe even, you know, taking some uh, gifts out of IRAs and qualified charitable distributions. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's really kind of looking back and, and kind of making sure that, you know, hey, are we on track? Do we need to make any changes to the plan? And then what sort of tax strategy can we do over top of that to just make thing a little everything a little bit more effective? So we're, you know, Tyler and, and Aaron in our office and I have been, you know, getting into those appointments. Uh, Ryan and Ron are getting in those appointments uh, in our Pittsburgh office as well. And it's a busy time of year for us. It's a little bit different. I just had a quick aside here, a conversation with a CPA yesterday. And he's like, oh, this is a kind of our slow time of year. And I think that illustrates the point really, really well, because, you know, the CPA is really just wrapped up tax season here with extensions after October 15th, and they're slowing down. Meanwhile, um, we're really speeding up and doing planning for both this year and next year. So that's one of those things where a lot of times people, I don't just don't think that they get or fully appreciate a lot of times the preparation is more kind of in the rearview mirror and, you know, you're kind of using those past tense verbs, if you will, whereas, you know, we're using the planning and more so present and, and looking forward. So it, yeah. it's important well, to do it all, but, you know, that's a big, big difference people don't appreciate. Sure. Well, Kevin, even to piggyback off that a bit, I mean, as as you do, I, I have many contacts still in the industry, even financial planners that, you know, essentially, you know, do similar things as what we do. And, you know, many of them are even slowing down because maybe they're just investment focused or maybe they're focused on life insurance or whatever the case may be. And they're not really not, um, you know, kind of taking that integrated approach. I think that's what's so different about, uh, you know, our firm in, in, in general. I and mean, I spent a number of years at, um, you know, a couple big institutions and money managers that would be what, very well known in the industry. These are all good companies, but, you know, all my time there, I mean, come on, this is the holiday season. I mean, we're taking off during Thanksgiving, right? A week off, we've got Christmas and this is where things kind of slow down. And I think, uh, well, shoot, even my first time coming over here, it's amazing how different that, um, you know, busy time of the year changes when we got some of these things we need to get in, uh, but either before the end of the year and looking on to the next, as you had mentioned, uh, as you had mentioned earlier. Yeah, you got it. So we've we've had a lot of changes over the last few years, and we have a few more that we know that are kind of coming up. So, it, Tyler, maybe that's a good place to start. Just kind of take a stroll down memory lane at some of the um, inflection points and and how that's kind of impacted the work that we've done, and then really kind of what you know the current environment and some of the law changes, um, more recent ones, how that's impacting things yeah. we're doing this year and looking the next few years ahead. Yeah. I always like to say those lawmakers like to keep us employed, right? <laughs> and try to make things as complicated as possible a lot of times. And certainly they're ever changing. Um, you know, I think Kevin and I were kind of talking about the episode we were getting ready to, uh, for today. I mean, he had listed out quite a bit of the, um, you know, just the different tax law changes that have occurred really just since 2020 and with COVID and, you know, some of the uh, the changes there with the stimuluses and the Secure Act. And we'll probably get into each of them a little bit here, um, but it's it's really um, evergreen. Is that the right term, Kevin, where it doesn't change, right? It's, uh, you know, something year in and year out we need to plan for. <laughs> Am I using the correct terminology there? 
I'm not making up words, Walt. <laughs> uh, from the podcast side, I can I can verify. That's perfect. Right. <laughs> I guess yeah. change is evergreen, but all the changes are different. Maybe I would say. There you go. That's a good way to put fair it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but you know, planning for that um, is big. I mean, the one that really sticks out to me is um, the stimulus uh, changes over. What, what was that start in what 2020, Kevin? Is that right? The first one, and there was about three rounds, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, as I think about uh, and Kevin. Uh, alluded to it a little bit earlier. I think um, income targeting is is a big thing that we do for our retirees, right? I think while you're working and you have that paycheck coming in, it's very easy to say, hey, I know what my paycheck is coming in every two weeks. And you kind of build your lifestyle and spending around that. And once you retire, it's like, hey, that shuts off. And now you have this whole open world and you have multiple accounts and you know all these different places that you can pull money from. And the question becomes is, well, how? How do you wrap your arms around that? And how do you do it uh, efficiently? and effectively. And I think it all starts from our mind, uh, you know, kind of like income targeting. And that might be a, just a fancy term to say, hey, how much money and how much tax money do we want to take out of our account this year that makes sense from you know a tax standpoint or a legislation standpoint? Would you say that's a pretty simplified way to explain it, Kev? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we know what the tax rates are, you know, t- this year and over looking, uh, looking out over the next few years, assuming that there's no change. Right. And then we know what the rates are going to revert to come 2026. So kind of a basic tenant of, um, of tax planning is if you can, you know, kind of lower your overall effective rate that you pay over time, that's great. Um, if you know your rate's going to be higher in the future and it's lower today, then that's a good way to go ahead and say, hey, maybe we want to realize right. some more income, things like that for yeah. sure. Yeah. So it's like, that's normal. And then when we have one of these unique situations like COVID and the stimuluses, well, I distinctly remember being in a meeting with Kevin and you know him bringing up and saying, well, hey, I know we typically have these income targets each year that we set. We want to go to a certain level. Maybe we re- need to rethink this to kind of pick up some extra stimulus and some of those uh, extra payments for our families. And, you know, that change, hey, we went into the year assuming that we were going to take income up for a lot of or a number of families to a certain level. And then when these changes happen, you know, if you build that into your plan that you can be uh, very malleable or certainly can make some of those changes on the fly, then we can say, all right, no, hey, let's decrease that income target uh, down to, you know, whatever level. So that way we can pick up this extra tax benefit and having that integrated approach where, heck, if I didn't know um, how much a family needed to live off of, and I didn't know what their tax bracket was going to look like down the road, similar to what Kevin had mentioned with the tax bracket management, you know, how can I effectively manage that um, income each year and say, yeah, let's bring that down. We can pull from another account if needed. Um, and then you'll really maximize and pick up some of that extra cash. I mean, right, Walt, I mean, if you if you can get more money from the good old IRS, might as well do it. <laughs> might, might as well cash in when you can. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense uh, in that regard. So it's, it's, again, that evergreen mentality. I really like how uh, you put that originally uh, to start yeah, with Tyler and then that. Kevin's adjustment to it. We can, uh, the expectation of the changes is evergreen. Yes, and being flexible, right? Um, and, and having the flexibility to do that all starts from planning and and, and kind of uh, you know being able to make those changes on the fly and having someone in your corner of course that can kind of bring those up because you know I've got Kevin to help me out and certainly you know Aaron and some of the other guys here in the office we're always working as a team to kind of say hey you know are these things that we need to know about hey did you guys hear this hey are we adjusting here and I think it's extremely important uh, and I think that's a pretty big value add from our from our firm and the kind of the way that we do it but yeah where else, no, I, yeah, where else I are you com- making those adjustments Kevin 
Uh, well, that's exactly. Well, you read my mind, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we got as, you here, bud. <laughs> as uh, Tyler was talking, a, a couple of things came to mind. So, uh, you know, the income targeting. You, know, you when you think of that, say, um, just for round numbers, let's say that we wanted to target two hundred thousand dollars of income for for a client, and maybe they they only needed um, say a hundred thousand dollars for for living expenses. Um, so. We all have to, you know, rule number one is, you know, make sure that you have the money that you need to have the lifestyle that you feel comfortable, you know, living and, and can afford to live. Um, but then, you know, we may want to realize income over and above that for more so these tax planning reasons and really to optimize the after-tax wealth over time. So I just want to make sure that that's, that's clear to the listeners. But, you know, that what goes into that too are some of these things like, um, you know, Tyler mentioned with the stimulus, a lot of people, we lower their, their income targets because um, what they would have foregone in uh, the stimulus um, really would have been at a, a kind of a marginal tax rate. Sound a little eggheady here for a moment, forgive me, but at a marginal tax rate that was higher than what we expected their long-term tax rate to be. So it was one of those things where you just kind of, hey, pump the brakes let's rethink this. And for some clients, we were seeing like, you know, a 30 some percent marginal tax rate if we didn't lower their income amounts. Um, and, and that same sort of principle applies to other things like anybody that is uh, uh, pre-65 and able to avail themselves of uh, an ACA tax credit, healthcare tax credit. Um, you know, there's, as your income goes up, you know, you're, you may forego some of that that tax credit, but it's like, okay, it's just kind of a Maybe a little bit of a unique way to think about it, but it's we can really calculate what that implied tax rate is going to be by foregoing that benefit and paying a higher premium. Or same thing goes if you're on Medicare, and you know you have these income-related monthly adjustments or IRMA for short. You know if you go over this IRMA tier, you know what's that going to do your tax rate? And and literally that helps us kind of normalize this and really compare and say, okay, hey, where do we want an income target? And all those things that I just mentioned are tied to inflation and to cost of living adjustments. And as everybody knows, and we've been having a lot of conversations about, inflation certainly has been there. But um, Tyler, I'll kick it back over to you when you talk about you know some of the inflation changes that we're seeing here as it impacts uh, the COLAs for these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it, it, as we mentioned, kind of going into year end and some of the work that we're doing uh, for our families, and we're kind of wrapping up this year. And to start this year, we had um, certain income targets that we were wanting to go up to. I think one of the big ones is that uh, Irma um, that you had mentioned, Kevin. But you know, when you look at those, they they do go up each year. And when we experience a year like we did, uh, you know, certainly this year, even over the last eighteen months, and inflation numbers have been so high. Um, well, these in these limits that we have to abide by and be cognizant of, well, they go up from year to year. Um, and when we experience inflation, um, well, those numbers go up quite a bit. Um, so you know, when we were looking at someone's uh, income plan o- over this year for a retiree, and let's just say we got them a monthly. Dish- distribution that they're living off of and they're all fine and dandy and good. And then now we're coming to the end of the year and we're like, hey, we we had this extra room um, that we want to maybe take some additional money out or we might maybe do some Roth conversions and we want to take that money out and pay taxes on it because it makes sense for them and their situation and you know what they're trying to accomplish. Well, that limit that we started the year with was much lower than what we're probably going to end up taking their income at this year because now we understand and say, hey, we understand how those uh, tax brackets, we understand how 
as Irma limits are are increasing and they're they're so high, then that's great. And I, I think even more so too, looking to next year, you know, big source of income a lot of families have is social security. I mean, what's the social security increase I think this year? Is it eight point seven percent? Kevin, is that right? Or somewhere right around there? Yeah, exactly. And you know, that, I mean, that's a really good point. So you're you got eight point seven percent there. Um, what a lot of people don't know uh, is that the tax brackets increase, uh, and this was part of the 2017 oh, tax reform. CPI. But yeah, mm-hmm. so rather yeah. than um, the cola for Social Security, the tax brackets are increasing at the chained CPI. And I happened to do a quick Google search <laughs> before the call, and you know, I'm just I'm just looking here. Historically, there's about you know 0.2, 0.3% difference between the two. And in in short, what that means is it's kind of a substitution effect. So you know, think about some of the things that we've had over the last you know year or two. Um, you know, grain prices going really high, beef prices going really high. So maybe it's cheaper to su- go out and substitute chicken, or, or cheaper not to eat. I suppose um, <laughs> peanut butter, but, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like I'm looking back here, I mean, just kind of the annual you know difference between those two measurements maybe got up to as high as like 0.6 or 0.7 percent. And it looks like it's come in a little bit over the last couple months. But the tax brackets are increasing at that chain CPI, which isn't a big deal now. But when you project that out over 10, 20, 30 years of of compounding, it's going to be a huge difference. And it was a nice stealth way to, that the um, that the government could go ahead and kind of pass uh, kind of a quasi tax increase at the same time that they were lowering brackets. Um, I also think this is going to make its way into Social Security reform yeah. at some point because yeah. people don't understand math and it's easy to to do these things and, and help close those gaps. Yeah. Well, it's something we plan for already, right? I mean, when we're starting projecting out over the next 30 years, that's a long time horizon. So these small increases in the numbers that you use or assume for each of them, whether it comes in the form of spending or you think about in the form of Social Security, which I think you are maybe alluding to there, Kevin, as far as, hey, now your Social Security increases at 8.7%, but if any law changes to where they start going and that increases based off of chain CPI, well, that's a, a, a lower increase that you're going to get on a year-over-year basis. And the longer out we're projecting, um, then the more impactful that can be from a plan standpoint. And I know we make some adjustments inside of our plans already to kind of account for that. So that way we don't assume that you know these social big social security payments are going to be there you know as our families age into retirement and get into their 80s and 90s. Um, and that, that might be a little bit more muted of a benefit. Um, and we think it's a nice, easy way to kind of account for that social security. I don't want to call it a problem, but maybe some of the changes that are coming down the road there. Seems yeah. like the constant message is uh, being yeah. proactive, Kevin. That's That comes up over and over again. Oh, you're, oh, yeah. you're absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the same thing with the CPA story that I said, where they're kind of looking in the rearview mirror and, you know, getting things done for a year that's already been closed in the books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're looking forward not only for the next year or two, but also, you know, to do this sort of tax planning. And this is one of the, we'll come back to pain point, but you really have to look out and see any sorts of peaks or valleys of, of income that a client's going to have. And sure, you don't have perfect foresight to that, but then you kind of overlay what we know with tax rates today and in the future. And there's definitely some good information there in current law and how that's mm-hmm. going to change. But if you don't have that plan in place, then you're kind of flying blind here. I mean, it's <laughs> Tyler and I both, and I think we'll get, we'll, we're actually going to get into this in the next episode, but yeah. we've had some conversations recently where it's, it's almost like um, you kind of the the drug manufacturers will go out and put an ad about you know hey this stellar drug, 
And then um, the potential, you know, patient or user goes in and say, "Hey, doc, why don't you give me this?" And and then it's like putting the cart before the horse. You know, really, what's the underlying cause? And you know, th- those sorts of things. So we've had several conversations recently, and it's it's common over the years where people think that they have you know this problem or should do this one thing, but they're they're <laughs> they really they really don't have a concept of how it fits into the overall planning and. Uh, that that's an issue for sure. So definitely putting cart before the horse. But you know, this sort of changing is. I mean, it's evergreen. You know, nothing is is static. I mean, life is a four letter word, and it's always evolving. But um, it's just is what it is. So I think you have to get comfortable with the change. You have to be proactive. You make assumptions, and you look back and say, "Hey, were these assumptions accurate, or has something changed in your life?" whether that's by force or, you know, kind of by want. And do we need to make some changes to the big picture part of it? I mean, these, these sort of, this is kind of one of the, like the underbelly of financial planning. Sure, investments may be sexy, kind of tax planning. Who doesn't like to save money on taxes? But you really need that, um, that conductor to pull it all together, you know, the taxes, the planning, and the investing, and make sure it's going to sing well and make sure it's going to be good on your ears. Um, well, there's always competing objectives, right? I mean, you know, what lever do you want to pull and what becomes more, most important to you? I mean, what's important to you now, that might change over the course of the next next four or five years or, or whatever the case may be. So I've always feel like there's so many competing objectives as we look at retirees, whether there's, hey, maybe there's a tax benefit, maybe there's a state planning benefit, maybe there's a lifestyle and income benefit, and not al- always do they jive. Um, and sometimes you really got to kind of decide and make a decision and say, hey, what's going to be most important in this particular situation? And I think as our job as financial advisors is to kind of present those, you know, kind of give the financial case, give the, you know, almost the, you know, the the financial planning case, and then our families can kind of decide the emotional side of it and make the decision that's best for them. But our job is to kind of present it and give these opportunities and then say, hey, you know, the family, do they want to take advantage of it or not? Yeah. And I would say make it make it very concrete and clear. So, you mm-hmm. know, hey, here's path A, here's path B, here's what we recommend and why, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to make you feel most comfortable, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, that sort of thing. And it's not just comfortable. I mean, you got to start with the math in our view. And then uh, you start with the quantitative and then you go to the qualitative. Uh, I think if you go the other way around, it just often leads to bad outcomes and poor decision making. Mm-hmm. Well, we well, want to I, avoid both of those things, so that's good. <laughs> that's part yes. of goals, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think as we wrap up here, you know, it's I, this was good in my view, just to kind of talk high level and, and kind of have some of that inside baseball conversation. But I mean, there's just a lot that's going on with you know with all the things that we've been discussing and, and a lot more that we haven't. But you know, just mm-hmm. making sure that you know we understand what. A client's lifestyle is that we're measuring that, that we're making adjustments to it, that we're lining the investments, you know, to go ahead and produce and preserve that income um, and that lifestyle over time, and then you know, making sure that we're staying on track and we don't have to make big course adjustments down the road. And then, of course, we're being tax smart and having that overlay with everything that we're doing. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of complexities. There's a lot of opportunities with all the law changes that we've had as well. There's even more for business owners, which we didn't mention today, but you know, it's tough. I mean, you know, it's a lot of inf- it's a lot of inf- information for us, and it's great that we have, you know, uh, a good handful of of smart, you know, motivated professionals that are, you know, working together to make sure that we can do a good job for clients. It's it's one of those things, while where it's like the more you more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So, um, 
it's and we'll, this will maybe be a good segue into our next episode but it's usually those things that you just don't know what you don't know a lot of times or you know you think mm -hmm. it's simpler than what it really is before you get into it so maybe we'll set the stage for some stories we'll share next time and 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 hopefully you know help people understand some of these things that maybe they don't fully appreciate and uh, can help nudge them in a polite way to get the help that they need whether that's from us or some other competent and trustworthy professional yeah, well, and there's the way I think about it too, coming to the year end, in my mind, it always goes to like almost a checklist. Have these things been accomplished? Have we got in what we needed to? Is there anything that fell through the cracks? And then as you kind of look to next year, have you, you know, adjusted contributions to your retirement plans? Have we changed income targets? Have we done all these things? And, you know, kind of going down and just checking them off one by one to ensure that kind of, you know, nothing falls through the cracks uh, for end of year planning. And then certainly, you know, starting off the next year on the right foot, you know, to make sure those things uh, that you're doing are, you know, done the right way. Yeah, well, checklists may not be the most exciting thing, but they yeah. are effective, and that's ultimately what's most important. So, as Kevin was talking, Walt, I was sitting here thinking, is there another word? Is there another word but checklist? But that's all I could come I mean, up with. So I guess it is what it is, right? With. I'm sure yeah. pilots, you know, get pretty tired of having to go through the checklist every single time before they take flight. But there's a reason those checklists are in place, right? Making sure mm -hmm. nothing gets missed because that's how important it is. Sounds like it's similar in the financial planning world and uh, the realm in which you guys operate every day, making sure that not only uh, here at the end of the year, but every day you're following the right path in terms of your planning philosophies and process. And that's part of what makes True Wealth Design the place to turn to if you have questions or need advice when it comes to investing and managing your portfolio and uh, figuring out what your financial future is going to look like and how to accomplish those goals that you have. In fact, if you'd like to set up that time to meet with uh, Kevin and Tyler or an experienced member of the True Wealth Design team, you can go to truewealthdesign.com and click on the Are We Right For You button to schedule your 15-minute call with an experienced advisor there on the team. Again, go to truewealthdesign.com and click Are We Right For You? Or you can call 855-TWD-PLAN, 855-TWD-PLAN. And we'll put all the contact info you need in the description of today's show. We're looking forward to the stories on the next episode as we continue uh, this conversation's spirit forward. Uh, come back and join us for that one as well. For Kevin and Tyler, I'm Walter. We'll see you next time right back here on Retire Smarter. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed. All performance reference is historical and not an indication of future results. Benchmark indices are hypothetical and do not include any investment fees.